What's up, man? What's going on? How's everything? Man, just normal. There's a lot <laughs> going on right now in the entertainment world. Got a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. We are doing another one. It's time. So what are we talking about today, man? So today, I'm finally going to bring you our opinions on Eternals. Uh, we're going to give you our view of the movie and how it plays out and what it means for the the, the barter um, MCU. And after that, we're going to catch you up on what's going on uh, in the book of Boba Fett because a lot's been going down in that show and, and it will be wrong it will be wrong for us not to not to say anything about it before the, the finale which is just coming out next week so that's what we got in store for y'all yeah definitely definitely we got a banger of an episode this week you know so banger we of episode. had to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, originally we weren't to. gonna talk about the show again until it was all out, but man, yeah. what just happened this week? I mean, we can't we can't hold and it. And also what happened long. last week too. We couldn't, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah. Um Eternals, did you see this in theaters? I did actually, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I did see it in theaters. Um, it so wasn't it wasn't the best movie going experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you? No, I did not. I was not very interested beforehand, so I decided I'll just wait for the, for the Disney Plus drop. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm definitely glad I did wait because, wow, that movie was a snooze fest. <laughs> I mean. I don't even like to call movies boring. I mean, it's rare that I see a movie that's actually boring. Right. But wow. This 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 one was boring. I mean, yeah, I can't really movie. think of another way to describe it. I mean, I fell asleep. And I yeah, never I fall asleep. asleep. Yeah. I never fall asleep watching movies. I mean, sometimes I'll be dead tired trying to watch something at four in the morning and I still won't fall asleep. Yeah. But I watched this movie. This is how bad it was. The <clears> sun <throat> was still out. I was watching this in the afternoon. <laughs> and I freaking fell asleep on the couch. I'm waking up. I woke up. I was like, what the hell just happened? I had to freaking rewind and put it back to where I, where I was to finish it because it was just a slog. I mean, and the movie is too long. That's part of the problem. Is yeah. that it's two hours and thirty minutes long. long. I mean, long, we're talking about over two and a half hours. Most movies don't need to be two and a half hours. Yeah. And, I mean, when you're talking about a movie that has characters no one cares about, it's boring. You know, weak antagonists. There's just nothing that's really interesting about it to make me engaged. Um, yeah. So yeah, I freaking fell asleep and and it was it was a chore to get through the, the second half of the movie. I mean, I was just thinking to myself, like, when is this gonna be over? I mean yeah. Hmm. Uh yeah, 
Yeah, so Eternals, I don't know. It uh you're right, it was way too long. <clears throat> way too long. And I mean like I know it's kinda hard introducing uh like it was like ten or eleven brand new characters. Um but like still two two and a half hours is, is long for uh like a brand new like a brand new franchise in the MCU. So it was it was too long for me. I, I fell asleep as well. Um, I saw it in the theaters, and <laughs> it was actually funny because um, I'm gonna tell you the story. I I was in the theater, I was in the theaters, and um, uh, you know I don't like. I kind of don't like those new theaters where like the seats recline all the way back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not really a fan of those because I I feel like. I feel like they promote sleeping. It's like so, a freaking bed. Yeah, it's a bed. So, so even <laughs> though I had that seat, I was still, I was still sitting up straight, and I still fell asleep. Um, <laughs> the crazy, crazy thing was, as I was watching the movie, uh, the power goes out. No, no, no. Really? As I'm sleeping, as I'm sleeping, the power goes out. Right. <laughs> so I woke up and it was dark. And when I woke up, I thought the movie was over, and I thought I was the last person in the theater. And I was like, wow, the movie was that bad that, like, <laughs> I, I was knocked out that hard. But then the guy next to me started talking, and I was like, oh. And it was pitch black. <laughs> so I was like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, the power went out. I was like, oh, you know what? It's a good thing because I fell asleep. <laughs> and then um, it took, like, 40 minutes for the power to go back on. And what they did was they said, they said to everyone that was there, uh listen just keep your tickets and just come back another day and just show your ticket and, and say that you were there tonight of the power outage and we'll give you uh a free ticket right this was about 20 minutes into the wait time uh while the power was out so i was like you know what all right that sounds that sounds kind of that sounds like a good deal because um it's kind of late i should get home right Mm-hmm. So then I get in my car and as I get in my car, well, first of all, the power outage was so big that the whole complex that the movie theater was in was dark. So I get in my, I was like, wow, I got in my car. I was about to leave. I started driving like maybe for like two seconds and the power clicks on for the whole complex. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm not about to, I'm not about to go back to the theater and watch this movie again. <laughs> well, I'm not about to wait until Disney Plus, <laughs> until Disney Plus, to watch this movie again, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, I might as well just finish it now, and then keep my ticket and use it, uh, for another time. So that's what I did. I went into the movie theater, and I was like, and everybody was like, yeah, the movie stopped here, so let's just start it from here. And they did. They finished it, and then I was like, you know what? I made the right decision because there was no way I was going back a second time to the theater to see that. <laughs> yeah so that was my that was my eternal experience <laughs> yeah, the movie was so bad it killed the power yeah the <laughs> movie was so bad it killed the power exactly oh man Dang. yeah um yeah like you said the problem <clears throat> was there's you know, one of the problems was that they're trying to introduce 10 or 11, however many Eternals there are, they're trying to introduce too many characters 
And then they feel like they got to go through each one's backstory and focus on them for, you know, a long time. And that creates a long runtime. I mean, it's like what I always say, a movie usually only focuses on one or two characters, really. And then, yeah, some side characters will get some shine, but you don't really go into their whole story and and everything like that, their whole backstory and all their motivations and things like that. You don't really go into that that deep when you're talking about side characters. So, um, yeah, so I really think that this would have worked better as a Disney Plus series. Right. Because that would have gave it the time it needed to really focus on all these characters, and I think it would have came out better. Um, right. But the problem is, and this is me just guessing, um, I think it probably would have been harder to get all those actors. I mean, the cast was all superstar actors, so they probably, yeah, they probably w- wouldn't have wanted to do a series. Because if you think about it, all the series that they've done so far are either people that were in the MCU already, or if it's a new character, it's not really a known actor that well. Mm. Yeah. Besides, um, well, Oscar Isaac's like, you know, a big time actor, but he's the only one really. Well, him and mm-hmm. Ethan Hall, and the Moon Knight is really the only one that had big time actors for the, like new big time actors in Marvel for the series. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It was like it was like a star-studded cast, and mm-hmm. they folded. Um, Rotten Tomato yeah. score. Rotten Tomato score to the forty-eight. Honestly, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the problem I, there's no problem with the cast themselves. It's really just the writing and the look of the movie, and basically decisions at a higher level than. <clears throat> actors i mean they were all you know they acted fine they all did well but it it was just it was just a boring movie of uninteresting characters and of course as every marvel movie visually it's not really you know anything special i mean right. the cgi was good though but i mean it's disney they have an unlimited budget so you know bad cgi, CGI is pretty just, good. yeah if they have bad cgi i mean that's just pathetic but yeah, that was okay, and yeah, um, all the characters were pretty much, I mean, I didn't really care about any of them. Uh, the deviants were just giant monsters. I mean, how many times are we going to be fighting CGI monsters in movies? Don't, don't, don't people yeah. get tired of that? Aren't you tired of, of generic <laughs> CGI monsters? Yeah. Like. Honestly. <clears throat> what? What did you think of um all right, so what did you think of the plot of the movie? Like what were the highs, what were the lows in the plot to you? I mean, it was kind of predictable because we're not really introduced to like a villain for like the first half. So it's pretty obvious one of the eternals is gonna end up being the villain in the end. And of course that's what happened um with Icarus mm-hmm. turning into the villain. But yeah, and other than that, I mean, it was it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just, it just wasn't, it was just kind of, I, I keep, I don't want to say boring again, but it just wasn't very engaging. I, I just, 
I found myself just waiting for it to be over. I mean, right. Um, yeah, nobody was really compelling in any way. Um, plot was, it was, I mean, it was just okay. I mean, the movie isn't horrible in like a, like a dumb way. There's nothing that's dumb about it or that doesn't make sense, but it's really just flat. Hmm. So if I, if I had to give it a rating, I would probably say like a five out of 10 because it's, it doesn't do anything that horrible. It's just so boring. But right. to me, that makes it even worse because a long, boring movie is just bad. I mean, right. even even if it's not horrible, like some movies can be bad, but at least they're entertaining in some way. Like I'd rather watch a bad, entertaining movie than watch something that is just straight up boring. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so yeah, what did you so, what did you think about it? Um, so what I thought about the movie was I thought the movie was like kind of interesting at first, but then it has an interesting premise. Yeah, it has an interesting premise, right? But I was kind of lost with like the way uh the characters were depicted. Like I I didn't really like the design of the characters. Um, I thought like what they were wearing was cool, but I I didn't like how like everybody just seemed like the same thing. They just had their own <clears throat> how do I put it? Like everything everything about all the Eternals was gold. So like there was no differentiation other than uh other than how their powers were used, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, I thought to me that like that was kind of whack. And then um, I going into the movie, watching all the trailers, right? I didn't really expect Icarus to be the villain. Um, I thought Jury was going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even as you watch the um, well, as you watch the movie. As the movie went on, right, and they, and they were going, the, they would flash back to um, however however long ago it was, whenever uh, um, however long ago it was when they when they split apart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jura was the first one to leave because Thena uh Thena was suffering from mad weary, and um Ajax said that she had to be uh dealt with and Drew was, Drew was the one that said no and everybody was splitting up I thought mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of I thought like to me like that was like the best part of the of the movie because I, I thought that the plot was going to go somewhere from there mm-hmm. but then it didn't really it didn't really do much it, it didn't really do much and then from that point I didn't really expect Icarus to be the the antagonist or or to be one of the antagonists of the of the of the movie. Um plus I feel like because there was so many characters, they had a hard time uh they had a hard time like keeping track of, of everybody's story or mm-hmm. or like um not keeping track but 
um, dedicating like a, a, a certain amount of time for, for everybody's story. Like mm-hmm. I thought Kingo had it. I thought Kingo, Kingo's story had a nice run. Like um, uh, which one between is Kingo and Karun? I forgot. Kingo was, was the one who was the he was the Bollywood star. With uh, oh, yeah, and, um, yeah, 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 yeah. With his partner Karun. Karun was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karun was funny, but like, I feel like with Thina and and Gilgamesh, like we didn't really get much from them. Uh, we didn't get much from Jurig, from Jurig either, which I was like, I was upset about because I thought I thought Jurig was one of the most interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and Makari to me were the most interesting people. Right. Makari. And we didn't get anything from Makari until until almost the end. Yeah. Um like we got a little bit from Fastos, but but like what we got from what we got from Fastos uh didn't really do much for the plot until until the end as well. Um and I don't know, it didn't really it didn't really like live up to my uh expectations because I I I just expected um the Eternals to be <laughs> I didn't I didn't know much about them going into the movie mm-hmm. and it didn't really it didn't really do much for me uh coming out of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't I wasn't really usually whenever I see a movie I'm I'm like kind of excited after I want to read up more on the characters. Mm-hmm. It didn't really do that for me in um in this one. So yeah. yeah. And the and the plot and the plot didn't really help either. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, um, but I I didn't really have a problem with their designs. I mean, I think they were okay. They weren't. I I wasn't really. I didn't really like their designs that much. So I think they were just fine. Um, yeah. I mean, the costumes looked good, but I'm just saying I didn't the, really care. The for costumes the, look good. Yeah. The, yeah, I didn't really care for the design. Um. Yeah. You know, uh, you're right. What's it called? Um, Druig and Makari. Now that I think about it, like, I think I like them the best because their abilities uh weren't like tied. They had like the most unique abilities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Druig's ability was to um control people and um Makari had super speed. But right. everybody else's abilities um came from the the golden aura that would appear around them. Oh and then and maybe Sprite too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah Eternal and- Eternals like it didn't really it didn't really do like I mean, I don't really know much about the characters, so I don't, I don't know if I can say that it didn't, it didn't really do the characters justice. But in terms of introducing, introducing new characters for somebody who, who likes fandom and everything, I, I wasn't really, it didn't really do a lot. No, um, but I guess positively, I'll say I did like how they like the effects, like how they showed Makari super speed. Mm-hmm. Like I think that was really cool. Like, so I I want to see her, you know, in in, the, in another movie, like where it's teaming up with somebody else, where they get to fight, and I get to see more super speed. 
Great. I think like that was probably the best thing about the movie too. And then Drury was probably the most interesting character, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um there wasn't that many connections to the rest of the MCU. Um, I mean the seed thing, because that was how Ego was born, right? He's a celestial. Yeah. And he, yeah, it was like those seed things, like how how he, that whole deal with him trying to spread seeds or whatever. Um, so that that was a connection there. And um, you've seen the post credit scene, right? Yeah, I saw I saw I saw the post credit scene. All right. So, what was the the first one? Was what? Okay, Star Fox appeared, played by what's his name? Um, oh, Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing Star yeah, Fox, um, and we've seen Pip the Troll, who mm-hmm. I recently discovered um, watching the Silver Surfer cartoon from the '90s. So I was I was oh. interested in in the more like cosmic, uh, you know, air, play area of Marvel. So I decided I'm gonna watch the Silver Surfer cartoon and right. It's only like one season. You should watch it. Um, it's on Disney Plus, and it has a it has a an art style that's like modeled after Jack Kirby's art. Um, okay. It's dope, and it's dope. But yeah, that's where I saw Pip the Troll. He he appeared in the post credit scene of Eternals, and then in the second post credit scene, we see Kit Harrington about to shoot up as the Black Knight. So they're mm-hmm. bringing that character in. Um, I don't really know much about him either, but I've seen like some art um so i think he has a pretty cool design so i hope they they uh have a cool costume ready for when kit harrington suits up for real and also so um, did you realize that voice was mahershala ali yeah i did and i was about to say this probably this this is probably the the part that i was most excited about coming out of the movie Mm -hmm. because um blade uh because because of Blade, right? And did you did you watch Blade? Did you watch the old Blade? No, I didn't. Yo, I still haven't seen Blade. You haven't oh seen the old Blade? Goodness, no, Yo. I haven't seen Blade, bro. You know what's so crazy? Gotta, I've seen the Blade anime out of all things. <laughs> Yo, we gotta um, do we gotta do a, a a Blade pod one of these days because Blade, like, um, it wasn't too long ago that I, that I watched Blade for the first time uh, either, and I was like. And I was watching it like, yo, I can't believe this is a this is a ninety eight film. Because I'll watch it soon, honestly. It was so good. the The first Blade was so good, and honestly, if I'm being honest, Blade Two is might be a little bit better than Blade One. Yeah, but there was there were some things about 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 the first Blade that um there's something about, something about the first Blade that. I just stick in my mind because I'm just like yo, like this, this part of the movie was so good. This part of the movie was so good, and um, and I I have similar I have similar feelings about the second movie. So we should do a blade a blade power one of these days. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We gotta talk blade. <laughs> and, yeah, and, Marshall um, Ali is, and that's that's kind of a weird connection. Um, I don't know about Black Knight's story or nothing. So, so, but it it would make sense. I mean, because Blade is. Is he old? Like, cause you know, vampires don't really they don't they don't die. So is he like old? I forget. Or is so, he born in like normal in our time? 
so the thing the thing of blade is that um the thing about blade is that he's not he's a vampire yeah he's half like, human and half vampire he, he's half he's half human and half vampire so he's still aged okay so he's like he's like a he's like born you know i guess like 20 something years ago or 30 years ago yeah Oh. Yeah, like I, I, I think his mom was bit uh at the time of his birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was right it was right at that moment that and and that's why he's um uh that's why he's not affected by the sun and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I'm just I'm just curious about their connection. Like I don't I don't know anything about how why why Blade would right. be like talking to Black Knight. <laughs> So what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is that like <clears throat> the the blade and and Black Knight and Black Knight connection is kind of it's like it's not really like that strong of a connection, especially mm-hmm. because uh, Kit Harrington isn't isn't Black Knight yet, mm-hmm. but um the blade is cursed, right? The the blade of the Black Knight is cursed, and I I've seen theories about I've seen I think I've seen Kit. I've seen theories of people saying that this could introduce the Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen and that the too. the Midnight Suns is a group of, is a group of uh, of guys who are all cursed. And then with the with the, with the introduction of a Moon Knight around the corner, mm-hmm. that could be a possibility because um, Moon Knight, Blade, and Black Knight are all were all members of the Midnight Suns. Um, at different points in time. Mm. So this could like so this could make it possible to see people like um like Ghost Rider mm-hmm. and um Doctor Strange is actually part of it, uh believe it or not. Um who else? The the Punisher was part of it. Um Yeah, this is gonna be yeah, Midnight Yeah, Midnight Suns. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. Like I I want to see if um if, if Marvel takes that turn because you know how we're talking about how Marvel doesn't really like to get that dark. Mm-hmm. But right, if we get to but, see like yeah. Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, and Blade link up, I mean, come on, bro. yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to get dark. And the, the second you introduce Blade into the MCU, you're gonna have to get dark because because Blade is is pretty dark. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, and that, that was like um, all the the only like positive things though was like them little connections. Like I want to see Black Knight, um, I want to see Star Fox, um, you know, I want to see like the, what's happening in the future because this right here just wasn't it. I mean, I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> um, I should I should give us some positives too. So all right, so. Some of the positives for me in the movie were um uh Karun as as comedic relief was like pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like Karun's little segment for comedic relief, it it was funny. Um, so I'll I'll give him that. And Kingo was also funny as well. Um, so that wasn't bad. I I wish I did. I wish we did get more of of Black Knight though, because he was. I mean, he is an interesting character. And the fact that they didn't even touch on on that part of, of, I mean, they did touch on it, but the fact that we didn't get as much as we thought we would, 
especially in a in a two and a half hour movie. That was kind of that's kind of upsetting, but at least we have the character now, so it's it's good that it could lead to something in the future, especially with the with the blade connection. Um, another thing, um, I thought I thought the way. Well, you know what? The 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 whole reveal at the end of them actually being robots, it actually didn't really surprise me as much as I think other people were surprised. It didn't I don't, surprise I don't, me at all. I don't know why though. Like it didn't really because like they they kinda had like robotic like tendencies from the beginning. Especially especially with the way like they were created and everything and the way that um they will connect to uh, is it Arishum? Yeah, yeah, the way yeah, they will yeah. connect to Arishum, it almost seemed like um, Arishum was like uh, what's that called when you have not like a beacon? Well, let's just say Arishum was like a beacon to them. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was like yeah, it didn't really surprise me that they were robots. So. But and it didn't really surprise me that they were kind of out the loop, like how they didn't really know about what the Celestials did and stuff. Right. Like it didn't. That didn't really surprise me either. I mean, especially because knowing how Ego was, like, yeah, you a Celestial, but you got to understand these people don't really have allegiance to anybody. Like, they're just gods that live forever. So, you know, they're going to do was not they're not gonna do what's best for you know one race of people are they gonna do what's best for them or are they gonna you know like they were saying they're they're making more celestials to keep the world like balanced or whatever like right <laughs> and then on um, the fact that the fact that none of them got snapped or there was no mention of any of them getting snapped uh mm-hmm. during the whole Thanos thing mm-hmm. like I because they're not because they're not organic, the snap didn't affect them, right? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you know what? You know, you know what else is funny? All right. So I don't know if they're really considered robots or not, but remember how in Loki, right? When in like the first episode, when he walked through the or when when he had that little montage of like him getting stripped down and then him going to the jumpsuit and then him signing the the um uh, please please make sure this is everything that you ever said something like that mm-hmm. and and then like right after that they were like walk through to see a temporal era uh, um temporal aura right and then and then he was like no no he was like please make please say that you're not a robot right and and Loki was like. Does a robot not know if he's a robot or not? <laughs> you know what I mean. And then mm-hmm. the fact that the Eternals didn't really know that they're that they're robots was kind of a funny connection. In that, in that, um, in that sense, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and that's, that's <laughs> interesting too, because can they even have kids or something? Like, right. But I mean, like, I, yeah. Like that was weird because I, um, 
like even though um what's her name Cersei was in a relationship with Black Knight right I'm just like if she's an eternal like what does she expect out of the relationship other than um like companionship like there's no there's no way that she can like build a family mm-hmm. this and it, this is like before even knowing that she's like a robot. Like mm-hmm. before, it, yeah. Like, you know, like what you're you just living for thousands of years, like. Right. So that's why like the whole, the, the whole relationship with Icarus like made sense. Because it's like, you know, uh, you're both eternal, so like it works. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but. I'll probably give it. Uh, I'll probably give it like a five and a half out of ten, maybe a five out of ten. It wasn't it, it it wasn't the worst movie ever, but honestly, then like I don't think I watch it again. There's no there's no need. Yeah, yeah, I'm never watching that again. Yeah, yeah like like that's the thing about it. It's not like horrible. It's not mm-hmm. like Thor two or what's, <laughs> what's another bad MCU movie? Because Thor two is horrible. <laughs> Even you know what's crazy, Captain Marvel might be better than Eternals. Is that a hot take? Um, I don't, I don't disagree. No, uh, Captain Marvel was actually like, yo, at it, least it, it had all entertaining the, parts, though. Entertaining parts, and it had it had a lot of uh, like broader connections to the MCU and, and everything. So, Captain yeah. Marvel wasn't. Captain Marvel wasn't bad compared to Eternals. <laughs> Yo, like, Eternals was just straight up boring. Like, I wasn't bored when I watched Captain Marvel, even though that movie isn't very good either. Like, I'd, I'd rate Captain Marvel a 5 out of 10, too, but that was a mm. better 5 than Eternals yeah. 5. Because, <laughs> like I said, bro, like, a boring movie, especially a long, boring movie, is just terrible. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, ra- there's no reason for a movie to be Two hours and thirty-eight minutes. I mean, I'm thinking of some long movies that I've watched, but it's always because they're entertaining. There's only you, everybody can't get away with making a two-hour and forty-minute movie. Like uh, recently, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. That movie. I still haven't seen it actually. Yo, you need to watch it. It's two hours and forty minutes, but. It's entertaining the entire time. And the crazy part about it is the plot is nothing crazy. Like, like I'm not going to say nothing about it, but if, you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. The premise isn't even nothing crazy. Mind you, we have a movie that's about, like, gods and fighting monsters and all this. And it's way more boring than a movie that's, like, a bunch of, like, two guys driving around Hollywood, California, and, you know, the, the one guy is like an actor and he's, and he's, and he's kind of washed up and he's, and he's trying to get, like, you know, be, get back to being more relevant. That's like what the movie is about. And, but because Quentin Tarantino is a good writer, you could take something, you don't need spectacle and, all this CGI and all this nonsense because it's just entertaining. The dialogue is entertaining. You want to see what happens next with these right. characters. And it's just sad that you have a movie that was, you know, 
probably 10 times more expensive. And it's just so boring. Um, I watched, recently I watched Apocalypse Now and it was the Redux version, which is like three hours. And I tell you, there's not a boring moment because when you have interesting things, you have interesting characters, crazy scenes. Um, and that's a movie that's about the Vietnam War. Another one you need to watch. But Apocalypse Now. Yeah. But it's like, When you see something that's, you know, two and a half, two hours or 43 hours, you kind of just like, man, am I going to waste my time? Because that's a long time to be sitting there in one spot just staring <laughs> at a screen. So you really want to get your money's worth and your time's worth. So what's the perfect runtime for a movie, in your opinion? I mean... I, I don't really think there is a perfect runtime. I mean, there's movies that I love that are an hour and a half. You know, they're 90 minutes. They're quick, but they do their job well. And yeah. like I said, there's also three-hour movies that I love and four-hour movies. Well, there's a few. Only only, only like less than five, I think. I haven't seen that many four-hour movies. But, you know, it just it's just about what you do with that time, really. Um, I don't think most, I think, you know, most movies don't need to be two and a half to three or four. Um, but if you're trying to introduce a bunch of characters, you might have to, or if you have an interesting story that's going to be entertaining, then you can do a, a, a two and a two and 40, two hour and 40 minute movie. I mean, I've seen it a few (laughs) times. Sometimes I don't like, I don't like short movies, like yeah. movies that are too short. Yeah, like I, especially especially if I I know, like how complex the, if from the trailer I can see like how complex the story is gonna be, mm-hmm. like the movie has to be like at least two hours, or not, not at least two, uh, yeah, like at least two hours, like two hours, two fifteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like when I um, when I was going to watch Venom, right. <laughs> I looked at the runtime before I got in the movie and it said something like 97 minutes. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie is short. And because of that, like, I I kind of expected there to be like a little bit of a pacing issue in the movie and there kind of was. Like, I I mm-hmm. didn't really, like, I I feel like Venom 2 was like rushed um a little bit and so sometimes like i kind of understand but like in the case of eternals like you didn't need to this movie didn't need to be um two two forty two hours and 40 minutes you're right yeah. um yeah and there's there's movies that i like that are even sometimes barely over an hour you know hour and 10 minutes um but it's just it's about what you do with that time. And like I said, if you're focused right. on one on one character, yeah, you can you can get away with you know a shorter movie because everybody doesn't need to be um you know explored. Um I watched a movie recently, um La Aine, it's a French movie. Um 
which you need to watch another one. And it's only 98 minutes. I mean, so it's like- Is it in French? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like, but it's fire. It's about, um, it's about like, I don't even know what was, what was going on. It was like, there was like civil unrest in in France in the 90s. So people were rioting and stuff. It's about, you know, some, some young, some young people trying to navigate that world and stuff. So, okay. But yeah, that's, that's another one you need to watch. And it's a movie that I really love and it's only 98 minutes. I mean, it's about, it's about what you do with the time more than trying to say, oh, I need to get to this, this amount of, you know, footage or, I mean, this amount of time in the movie. I mean, I've seen, you know, there's also bad short movies because like you said, I mean, it could be Rush or it just, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't explore anybody. So yeah, um, Eternals is pretty, pretty boring. I'd say, I don't know if I want to call it bad. It's like borderline bad. I mean, I said I rated a five out of 10. So that's like smack in the middle. <laughs> five out of 10 is pretty bad. That's fifty percent. That's a um. But that's, that's like that's in my book. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like you gotta think about it like this though. Like, all right, ten is like perfect, right? And then a one yeah. is like just completely horrible. But like a five is like right in the middle. So I'd say it's like mediocre. Okay. Like that's really that's really how I feel about it. I don't like I said before. It's not. It doesn't really do anything that's like dumb or stupid. Right. Um, yeah, and you know one one problem that I just I just can't get over with Marvel is everything just looks so generic. Their visual style is just so generic. I mean, can they do anything different? Can right. they do anything different in the you know visual department? Um, I I feel like the only thing that they've ever done differently is like if you get like a, a director like James Gunn. You can kind of see his style in like, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, like a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of the way like the camera angles work, especially like in a good example is like, in the second one, in the second Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the the opening fight against uh, against that monster from space. Yeah, yeah. Like the cam the camera angles for that fight were, were really good. Yeah, and I will say this. I didn't really like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but... Yeah, I didn't like it either. That was one of the better-looking movies of the MCU. It might be one of the best. I gotta I, I gotta watch them again. Mm-hmm. I probably never will watch all the MCU movies again just because there's so many at this point, but... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a really great-looking movie, so yeah, and especially with James Gunn's work in Suicide Squad, I mean... If Marvel would give them more creative control and the directors in general, because I've said it before, if you look at all the MCU movies, you can't even tell if it's a different director. Like, right. Like it doesn't even matter. Whereas if you just watch other stuff, like you could tell when someone has their own style, whether it's good mm-hmm. or bad, you could usually tell if someone has a style. But when it comes, especially with like these franchises, I mean, there's a there's a lot more. It seems to be a lot more corporate meddling, so they don't really allow creators to really show what they got. I think 
Like, you know, when it comes to Marvel, um, and, and you know, people like to, to rag on DC a lot, but I know the DCEU has been pretty messy. But one thing you can say about it is that each movie has a different feel. Like, yeah. from Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, to Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then Shazam, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. I mean, they all have a different feel. I I would argue that that um, Superman vs. Batman and Dawn of Justice, Justice League. Um, well, yeah, the Superman only ones, the only ones that I think have the same feel is. Batman vs Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I really think, right? I think, I think those movies are almost like the same movie, but just long as hell, right? Because <laughs> that's even different exactly. than Man of Steel, even though it's the same director. Man of Steel has a different style than BVS and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm not even going to talk about Justice League because that's just a waste. <laughs> of, that's just a waste of energy. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. But you're right about. You're right about Aquaman and um mm-hmm. and Suicide Squad especially. Yeah, and Shazam um, and Wonder Woman. I mean, they all they all have a different style about them. Right. Wonder Woman at one point, well, actually, it's still up there for me. Wonder Woman is one of my favorites uh, out of that universe right now. The first one, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the second one was horrible, but. Yeah, the second one, I probably didn't watch <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one, yeah, the first one was pretty good. I need to rewatch it, actually. Yeah, but um, <laughs> let's get let's get back let's get back on track. <laughs> What's the call? Yeah. Um, let's get into uh, let's get into the Boba Fett. Yeah, let's talk about something good that happened today. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into Boba Fett, bro. I'm I'm super excited. First of all, um, let's talk about episode. Yeah. What was it? Five last week's episode. First, well, first let's issue like a little a little spoiler warning. <laughs> spoiler warning. Oh yeah 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 yeah. If you have not watched uh, Boba Fett up to this point, we're now on episode six. six. Yeah. If you haven't watched Boba Fett up to episode six, then please do not listen any further. Go and watch that first and then come back. Come back to this. Yeah, we are spoiling, boy. Yeah, we're about to spoil everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But, yo, Boba Fett, these last two episodes... Honestly, have been ridiculous, and yeah. the sad, the sad part is, the sad part is, Boba Fett not even in them. <laughs> I know, right? Boba, uh, Boba Fett's not even in these last two episodes, but they were just so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First um, of all, we had Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Yo, that man's. First of all, I still can't get over how clean his fit is. Like, bro, his clean is so fit. I mean, his fit is so clean. (laughs) (laughs) His fit is so clean. Yeah, right. That man pulled up to the meat shop and was just like, as soon as he walked through that door, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was just like, yo, yeah, this man, like, um. Yeah, you know, he yeah he walked he walked through the he walked through the curtains and I was just like wow mm-hmm. I I, I kind of missed this and then he, and then like he was actually using the dark saber 
yeah, he was using the dark saber, and I was like, okay, like this is the first time, like we actually see him him wield it because mm-hmm. even though even though he got it in the end of um in the end of season two of the Mandalorian, he didn't use it. Um, this is the first time you see him using it. Um, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I I kind of like how they they show him struggling with the um the dark saber at first because I I I like I like how you you can see like I like what stuff like that does for the character development. So mm-hmm. it's like you know it's it's a new weapon he's not used to. Um, so let's let's have him struggle at first. Yeah, and, and they're actually paying attention to the lore because. The dark saber is different than a lightsaber. Um, right. It's actually it's actually really heavy. So if you've seen if you've seen Star Wars Rebels, then they kind of did that rundown too when um when uh, when Sabine was training with it. Right. Um. They 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 showed how like how it's heavy and explained that it's different than a lightsaber because a lightsaber is supposed to be weightless. Besides the hilt, the actual handle, the mm-hmm. beam is weightless. So it's like really easy to just swing around and stuff. You really just have to build your swordsmanship skills with it. Yeah. Um, but the dark saber is something you really got to get used to, even if you are a Jedi or a force force user. So right. I like yeah, I like it, how they showed that and um, yeah. And um, I kind of what's it called? Um, all right. So episode five, episode five was interesting because you kind of see. You kind of see Mando in a different in a different place that like we haven't seen him in we haven't seen him in in a place like this in a while. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, he kind of seemed like a little a little bit sloppy, but like you know like he's he, he's like a powerful he's like a powerful character. Mm-hmm. So, but but to see him be like as sloppy as he was like in that one in that one fight. And um, in that in that opening fight, and then to see how, like, to see how violent like he got like that the, that fight with the dark saber was kind of like was pretty like probably the most violent that we've seen uh, in mm-hmm. in live action, in, especially in Star Wars. Like he cut that guy in half on the on the. Oh table. no no no! In Star Wars live action, we've seen some pretty violent stuff though. Oh yeah. But not, think, not in a while. No, yeah. It was not since Disney took over. Not since yeah, Disney. Not since took Disney over. took over. Right. But yeah, I was that was and I was about to say that too. Like I was surprised they actually showed him cut that guy in half with the right. dark saber. And see, this is a little off topic, but like it's the Disney trilogy, man. Um, it's almost tradition, right? It's like in Star Wars, somebody has to get a limb chopped off. In every single thing. Oh yeah. Somebody's uh-huh. limb gets cut off. I mean, we, in the original trilogy, we see Luke's hand get cut off. We see right. Vader's hand get cut off. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in the in the <laughs> in the prequels, we see Darth Maul get cut in half. We see Anakin's hand get cut off. Yeah. And uh, in Revenge of the Sith, I mean, we see freaking we see Dooku get his hands cut off and his head cut off. <laughs> we see. Freaking Anakin get his arm and legs cut off, then burnt. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like crazy. We see people getting chopped up left and right, and don't even yeah, get me started yeah. on on the Clone Wars. How many people we see get cut 
We see people's arms and hands. Ahsoka cuts off like five guys' heads at the same time. I mean, yeah. there's just limbs getting cut off all over the place. But freaking Star Wars Rebels doesn't even show anybody get shot. And the, <laughs> the, the sequel trilogy doesn't even show nobody's hands get cut off. Come on, you got to cut somebody's hand off, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? You have to cut somebody's hand off. <laughs> yeah, we're seeing... hand has to get cut. Yeah, we're seeing the Mandalorian cut somebody in half. That's... That's what yeah, I like to see. I was like, all right, facts. I, I was like, okay, and then and then, and then to uh to deliver him, he had to cut his head off and, and wrap yeah, it in yeah. um in a cloth. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Mandel didn't really seem like he was in the best place, and I kind of, yeah. I kind of, it was kind of like obvious that like he misses he misses Grogu, and yeah, like yeah. right now, it was it was like he. Well, I I don't want to say that he didn't have a mission because he was he was trying to uh, meet up with the other Mandalorians, but that main mission of of all of all of season two was was finding the uh, the new home for Grogu because or finding a new new safe place for Grogu because there are people that were that were haunting him. So now now that 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 mission is completed. We see him now struggling with without Grogu because Grogu was part of his um like clan of two. Mm-hmm. That symbol that he has in his shoulder. So um yeah this, episode five between episode five and six we actually got so much like a ridiculous amount of of mm-hmm. information and cameos and everything. And <clears throat> I was just so surprised. Um, I was surprised that we got all this. It, it felt, it felt like. Well, I, I've, I've heard people, I've heard people coin it uh, Mandalorian two point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, I mean, I kind of like it because, like you said, he's trying to, trying to link up with all the Mandalorians, and they kind of planted that seed in Mandalorian season two. I mean, remember right. Boba Fett was like, Mandalore isn't that place like dead or whatever? Like, I don't remember his exact line, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he had mentioned it to Boba. And I'm just, I, I'm ready for that um, storyline to get going too, because that's just something that's real interesting. The whole Mandalore story, it's always been interesting, even in Clone Wars. But um, yeah, and, and also, it's funny because what Din Jaren's like idea of the Mandalorians are is wrong. Right. Like he's because his little group, they kind of they got crazy because of what happened to their planet. They kind of so they were they kind of took up these weird traditions like never taking off the helmet. Like, bro, mm-hmm. your Mandalorians take off their helmets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like you can take off your helmet. First of all, you can take off your helmet. Um, you know, I, I and I, I just want to see how they interact. Like, I want to see the armorer and Paz Vizsla interact with like Bo Katan and Boba Fett and, and other Mandalorians because they got the wrong idea, man. I mean, so the all right, so the thing, the, the thing with me, right? <clears throat> or, or, or the thing that I that I realized is that like this episode, episode five, was so 
well directed. Like this episode was directed perfectly because mm-hmm. you don't you don't even know that like episode five or at least the first part, at least the first part of episode five is is about the dark sabers. Right, right. Like and and the fact that it show the dark saber shows up within the first two three minutes of the episode. And like that was like the introduction of the of of the story arc, um, of the live action story arc of that of that weapon. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool because we learned throughout the episode a lot of the history behind it and what and what and what it means to a lot of people in this universe. So what it means to Paz Vizsla is that it's a it's a family heirloom. Mm-hmm. That's why he tried to fight to, to get it back. What it right. means to the armor is that um, it to whoever wields it uh, must have gained it through combat, or else if they if they didn't, that means that their reign over Mandalore will be cursed. And <clears throat> what we learn about that even further is that um, if you look back to Rebels. Um, if you look back to Rebel Sabine, gifted it to Bo-Katan. Yeah, that's why Bo-Katan lost it. And that's why Bo-Katan lost it, because it was gifted and she did not win it in combat. Yep. And I think I think what was going on, uh, um, what's her name? The, the armor gave us the history of how Mandalore was destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm thinking is that Mandalore was destroyed under Bo-Katan's rule. And that is why might have been yeah. That's why when Din Djarin is trying to uh try to offer the sword to Bogatan on the yeah that's why she was mad and that's why she wasn't going to accept it because she mm-hmm. knows what happened last time yeah yeah what happened last time she Whoa. took it when she didn't earn it properly nah because well yeah that's why that yeah that's why she didn't want because she didn't win it in combat but. Wasn't Mandalore already destroyed in Star Wars Rebels? No. Was it? I'm trying to remember. Because what? Because in Rebels, it was all barren. I'm trying to think. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Did Mandalore get destroyed like right when the Clone Wars ended? Well, what they no, showed, so, what they showed so, was Empire era droids. So, no, nah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, it was like it was after. Yeah, because Mandalore wasn't destroyed once Maul left. Like that siege, that siege of Mandalore didn't didn't destroy Mandalore. No, but I'm saying after, like, like it wasn't shown in the Clone Wars, but like right after, you know, like right after Order sixty six happened. Cause, cause after that they were occupied by the empire. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, how long it took Mandalore to get destroyed. So yeah, yeah, you're mm. probably right then. You're probably right then. No, I, I okay. Hmm. Well, anyway, Bo-Katan lost the dark saber to, um, uh, yeah, Gideon. Wait, that's his name. Yeah, to Moff Gideon. Yeah, Bo-Katan yeah, lost the dark saber to Moff Gideon, right? And then. During that time is when is when Mandalore was destroyed, which caused 
um, which is the reason why the, um, well, no, because the armor also said that the only thing that saved the only thing that saved their clan with with Paz Vizsla and all the other all, all the other Mandalorians that we saw back in season one mm-hmm. was the fact that they were on Concordia the moon mm-hmm. when when that happened. So it was just so much history behind the behind the dark saber right. that we we got in this episode, which I I loved it. I loved it all. I was like, yo, this is actually so crazy. Right. And I like because how the they fact showed... that now go ahead. The the fact that you can like build a story around around a weapon is like it's not it's not unheard of, but it's it's kind of new in um it's kind of new like we haven't seen we haven't seen much of that in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like how um I I like how they did they did that. And I like how they showed that um, when Paz Vizsla tried to pick up the uh, the dark saber, mm-hmm. he was still struggling with it too. Right, and and that is the reason why he lost. Yeah, think yeah. About it. Yeah, even though he's like way bigger and physically stronger. Yeah, it was so much attention to detail in this episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, like like they're really they're really giving us a lot. Like in these past two episodes. You, you can really break it down. It was mm-hmm. it was really Mandalorian two point five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and but you could but, just tell like that the people making this really care about Star Wars. When I don't think you could really tell that before, like during the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know it's true. It's a fact that they didn't because um it was Ryan Johnson that basically said like he doesn't like he. That he don't even care if the audience likes it. That he wants the audience to be divided. He's the one that directed the Last Jedi, and that's what happened. He made the worst Star Wars movie ever. First of all, well, yeah, he made the worst movie, the worst Star Wars movie ever, and divided the fan base. Like that's like that's not that shouldn't be your goal. Like, and I'm not saying you, your goal as a filmmaker should be a people pleaser too. But what I'm saying is, when you're doing something like a Star Wars or a Marvel, an established franchise, there's a history behind that. There's a history behind the characters you're working with. It's not like it's a clean slate to just do whatever you want. So I think when you're you're doing something like that, there's something you got to pay respect to. Like you can't have a movie about Captain America and you show him killing helpless people. Because that's just not in his character. Like, why would you do that? Just like how they handled Luke Skywalker in the sequel trilogy. It was ridiculous. I don't understand what they were doing. <laughs> um, so it's just nice to see, like, the people, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau and everyone under them, they seem to really care about Star Wars. They really know about the lore. I mean, they're really bringing back characters and things from all the other properties. I mean... Like you could just you could just tell that they care. I think and I think that's the most important. Like, like I think when when you have people that are doing something, you know, that are in charge of a franchise like this, it should be mm-hmm. people that are fans of the franchise. Like whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, 
whatever it is. If it's an established thing, like the people that are that are in charge of it should be fans of it instead of people just wanting to do whatever they want and you know put their own agendas. That's not that's not where you do that. And if you want to, and, and the crazy part about it, Ryan Johnson, um, I think Ryan Johnson is a good filmmaker. He's a good director. I watched Knives Out, and that's a great movie. But that's right. your own movie, though. That's something that you came up with. So you could do mm-hmm. whatever you want with that. You have all the freedom in the world to do what you want with that. Just like, why would you show Luke Skywalker as some grumpy old man, and he just like throws throws Anakin's lightsaber over his shoulder like it was nothing? Like, what are you like? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Like what yeah, are you doing? I, and and I could I could go on for a long time about that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just wanted to say that you could really just tell that the, the people that are in charge of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, all the all the stuff that's coming out now, they really care about what they're doing. So it's just right. nice to see. It it is nice to see. Um, this episode was actually directed by Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard, and um, she she she. I actually directed two Mandalorian episodes. Um, I think one for me season mm-hmm. that were both really good and and really well received by the audience. So um, like this is just like her her continuing on her streak <laughs> of mm-hmm. of good directing. Um, yeah, let's keep it going. And then all right, and uh, I, I didn't I didn't look to see who directed this last episode. Uh, but oh, actually, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I think it was I think it was directed by by Filoni. I think so. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know why? Because Ahsoka was in it. Yeah, because Ahsoka was in it. Everything Ahsoka that Ahsoka it, is in is going to be directed by Dave. Filoni. It's going to be directed by Dave Filoni. <laughs> so I, I I was about to I was about to drop another character, but I, I was going to save it for. For a, a, a little bit later, <laughs> because yeah, yeah, we go say, go like, through the episode by order. All right, we'll go through the episode by order. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so so the the last episode was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. This episode, episode six, picked up kind of right where the last. All right, so no, it picks up, and we get um a character back from uh, season two of a Mandalorian. We get back Cobb Vance. In, in the very beginning, and yep. he was kind of he was kind of like a sight for sore eyes because you're like wow like we're on Tatooine for, for four episodes and we really haven't seen much of like of like Tatooine other than like the mod gang and a little bit of the huts and then like the rest of it was flashbacks so it was kind of so Cobb Vance was like a sight for sore eyes to see right and a nice little a nice little standoff scene in the beginning. Yep. Um, and then and then we continue on to to a continuation from last episode where we we finish off like the we finish off Mando's uh, arc. Oh, oh. On, um, Before we get into that, I gotta say it was nice to see a Naboo starfighter repurposed into oh right a new cool <laughs> ship. Right. Yeah, because that like along with a lot of the ships. In Star Wars, like I, I just love the like the designs of like a lot of a, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, a lot of the mm-hmm. ships they have, and and the Naboo Starfighter is one of the is one of the ones that, yep. are like really stands out. Yep. Yeah, and 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 it's just it's just another example of these people that are in charge. They really care because, you know, they're 
they're doing stuff, they're really paying respect to George Lucas and everything that he created. Whereas in the sequel trilogy, you know, I've you know I've talked about this with people. It's like there was they didn't even design any new ships or anything like that. That was really iconic. You know what I'm saying? Like the like yeah. the original trilogy was you know they had the Tie Fighters, they had the X Wings, they had the Star Destroyers, they had all kind of stuff. All the uh, all the um, the Rebel cruisers, the Mon Cala ships, and then in the prequels, there's so there's so many you know designs from characters to the ships and the Jedi fighters, the Naboo fighters, um, Dooku ship and Padme's ship, and you know I could go on and on. You know from Darth Maul to General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy didn't have none of that. You know, yeah, they they were still trilogy. yeah, they're still using Tie Fighters and X Wings and Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Like they like I don't understand why they didn't even make anything new. Like it's still Stormtroopers and the, you know the Resistance. I mean, they're just rebels. They're even wearing right. almost the same clothes. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> y'all can't even y'all can't even come up with a new you know aesthetic to it, like a new look, right? I just don't understand that. So, you know, with these, you're seeing more, um, you know, more cool stuff. Um, I like the uh, the Razor Crest was a cool looking ship. For the Razor Crest Man- was cool. Yeah, for Mandalorian, and now they they got a uh, a repurposed Naboo Starfighter for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, this ep- this episode, what's it called? It 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 pretty much finished off like the Mando arc. Oh, or the the short Mando arc with um uh like in in the last episode he he repurposed the um the Beskar spear mm-hmm. into into armor for um for Grogu mm-hmm. which he wanted to gift to him um but the the thing about the the thing about the whole Jedi Order um and the thing about the whole Jedi Order is while they're training they need to learn to detach themselves from all all attachments mm-hmm. all all emotional attachments so um mando seeing grogu again would would really interrupt that process especially because of how uh, of of how tightly um they were bonded mm-hmm. like before so um it was kind of cool it was kind of cool the way that like they they were constantly like trying to explain that to mando like like the armor said that, um, Ahsoka said that in yeah. season two. Ahsoka had to say it again, um, and then like it was kind of it's kind of like in the in the Jedi Order, it, it's kind of like a, a very important a very important process and something that like really needs to be respected in order to continue their training. So the fact that they like really. Um, highlighted the importance of that was kind of cool to me in this episode and the, the way that mando um actually said that that was like the opposite of the of of how the mandalorians um how the mandalorians had their creed it was it's kind of cool to see like you know the mandalorians are trained to be like the the, the fighting um Mandalorians are trained to be like the fighting equal of a Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to see like how the two different lifestyles like really butt heads in that way. You know what I mean? You know, 
I think I think something interesting is going to happen because, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm kind of skipping to the end, but <laughs> first of all, I got to mention Luke Skywalker is back again. And it's the oh, Luke. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, this is like how we should be portraying Luke, not some grumpy old man. Right. That's just ridiculous. I mean. And also the CGI was way better than it was in, in, um, in Mando season two. Yeah, 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 it was, it was. The, the, the deep, the deep fake, uh, yeah, yeah, facial swap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, we see Luke as like a hopeful, he's still a hopeful young man who's, you know, trying to rebuild the Jedi. Um, um, we know he's powerful at this point, even though he doesn't really show it because, you know, that's just the kind of person he is. He's not just going to be flaunting it for no reason. Um, right. So, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a complete contrast between the sequel trilogy. I mean, mind you, in the original trilogy, right, Luke Skywalker is like the ultimate, he's like the ultimate hero. I mean, this is a guy who saw his father be like a half robot guy and he's like the most evil person on the planet, right? He's killed who knows how many people thousands millions of people right and he still is right. and he still is trying to get him to turn to the light side right mm-hmm. even at the end he cut his he, his father cut his hand off and he's and he kicked him down a well he didn't kick him he fell down a uh a, a garbage chute and he's and he's hanging off the bottom of cloud city and he still uh-huh. thinks at that point he could turn his father to the light side after all that and then in the sequel trilogy First of all, we didn't even see this. We see it in like some stupid flashback that Luke attacks Ben Solo because he might turn to the dark side. Oh that's yeah, just, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, like someone, someone that is trying to turn Darth Vader to the light side, he attacks a, a teenager because he might turn to the dark side. Mm-hmm. That's just so dumb. Like I don't understand how anybody would think that's a good idea. Those are completely different people. Yeah. And there, and there wasn't even anything bad that happened at that point to turn them into that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't even, I don't understand what they were doing there. And, you know, just, again, these people, you know, they're following John Favreau. They're the two main people at the top are really, you know, trying to do Luke justice. I mean, they're showing him, he's training Grogu. Um, he's mm-hmm. using what he learned from his training to, you know, better the next generation. He's trying to rebuild. But um, yeah, I just, um, just want to say that at the training montage between Grogu and and Luke was like, it was kind of refreshing in a way because it mm-hmm. was like it was like so reminiscent of of the training montage of Luke and, and Yoda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but it was like reversed in that way. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool. I, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that part of the episode. I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was well portrayed, and um, like, you you start to see like you finally start to see Grogu like get like a little more control of of the mm-hmm. force, which is like, which is like, you know, refreshing because <laughs> he's been struggling with trying to get like his reins on it for two seasons so far. Yeah, and, and now that we get like this, this nice little like. Uh, this brief moment of it is kind of cool, and the fact also the fact that, um, because we learned in the last season that 
that Grogu actually isn't as young as we think he is because his his species uh lives for his species lives a lot longer than than like a normal human. So he's a lot yeah. older than we think he is. Um yeah, so like, if he's so, like fifty years old. Yeah. So it's kinda cool. It's kinda cool that we actually see or it's kinda cool that Luke said that, you know, it's not that I'm really teaching him, but it's he's kinda like unlocking his memories as we go along and he's kind of like regaining his knowledge. So that was that was really speaking of unlocked memories. Yeah. Shout out to the Final First really Legion. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And then you know, you know was, right? Right. It was Order 66. It was a sad time, but I got to say, I know. whenever I get to see live action clones and it was doing their job, mm-hmm. it was doing their job well. Follow <laughs> First Legion. Let's go. <laughs> but, um, now, you know, what was cool is that, like, so another thing that we saw, right, is that, um, you know, how. Like Ben Solo, right? The, the way that he used his force powers to try and get memories out of other people, mm-hmm. that was actually something that he learned from Luke, mm-hmm. because you saw Luke use it in this. In this, in you, you saw Luke use that ability in the situation, and you're like, okay, like now we know, um, because like a lot of people, a lot of people like the dark side of the force because they think that. The light side of the force has its limitations, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're starting to learn that the light side of the force also has, like, it it may not be as limited as we think it is. Just and I I um I I, I like to believe that that they are equal, like light and dark side of the forces are are equal. But a, a lot of people think that the dark side is better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool in the situation to see that um, one of the cool abilities that Ben Solo had to, to help people unlock their memories was something that he learned from Luke. Mm-hmm. And you see Luke using it, using the light side of the force, which is, which is cool. Um, right. And the dark side, the, dark, the, the, the forces, light side and dark side, are equal i mean the dark side might make you be able to be more powerful but there's always a trade-off like for instance right if you notice all dark side users body deteriorates faster right so you know you see it in like all the sith there's always like something wrong with them even going back to the old republic sith um you mm-hmm. know palpatine looks all old and decrepit I know. um <laughs> it was starting it was even starting to happen to vader even though he was burnt but he could never really um, heal himself back, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, the dark side it like it like corrupts people's body and makes them deteriorate. But the light side doesn't do that, even though you might not be able to be as powerful as someone who's a master of the dark side. But you know, there's a trade off for everything, right? And um. Yeah, so I mean, like as the as the episode goes on, like we get like, like even though we got so much, so like at this point of the episode, we still haven't seen Boba, right? Mm-hmm. And that we see Boba for a brief moment. He doesn't even speak. Uh, actually, 
then they shamed us to talking because it was at this point that um, Mandel had Mandel decided not to see Grogu, but he left the Gips with Ahsoka. And mm -hmm. um, what he did was he uh, went back to uh, Tatooine. You went back to Tatooine and then they went over the plan. Um, what happened? Oh. Mando said he had an idea of how to get more troops for the um the, mm -hmm. the imminent war that was that was coming up. So he goes to Cobb Vance, um <laughs> to Cobb Vance town and he he pays him a visit and says that, you know, things are going on in Tatooine. Like you may not be aware, but like sooner or later it's, it's gonna become your problem whether like you like it or not. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. And Cobb Vance knew this because of what happened earlier on in the episode or, or the first scene in the episode, which was which was kind of funny. So I was like, okay, mm -hmm. like I I thought like immediately that, that Cobb Vance was gonna be down. But like he wasn't, which is kind of strange to me, right? And then <laughs> bro, after after this moment, he says, Okay, you know what? Like I'll let you know. I'll let you know what's where I decide, right? So at, at the point of Mando leaving, like this was like the best part of the episode for me, right? Because like <laughs> they they set this up so well, right? Mm -hmm. Because like the look on Cobb Vance's face <laughs> was like exactly exactly how, how I was feeling. Yeah. Right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo. I like I know exactly how he's feeling. So as soon as Mando left, right, and we see that we see that silhouette in the in the distance, I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't contain myself. I was just like, yo, there's no way. <laughs> like I was I was like, there's no way that this is happening. And the funny thing is, like even though he was showing up, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know what was gonna, what was gonna go down next. But I was just nervous the whole time. But were you, were you feeling the same way? Yeah, I definitely was. Like they really, they really built that tension, man. I mean, yo, I mean, and, and there's just, and there's just even more to this scene with the man Cad Bane appearing yo, in the book Cad of Boba Fett. There's a lot, there's a lot to talk about here. I mean. Because first of all, they have a standoff like Cowboys mm -hmm. with with Cobb Vance, and um, I'm guessing that Cobb Vance is going to survive. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, Cad Bane has a standoff with Cobb Vance, and it was funny because Cobb Vance had a standoff with those pikes, and he wins, right? Mm -hmm. He shoots those two pikes and lets the one uh, live and run away but he has a standoff with Cad Bane so he don't know Cad Bane is that guy but Cad Bane is that guy and geez during the Clone Wars he was the best bounty hunter in the galaxy and mm -hmm. in Boba's time Boba's supposed to be the best bounty hunter but see I think this is going to be the big showdown at the end is going to be between Boba Fett and Cad Bane because remember what I told you about the unfinished Clone Wars animation yeah where 
it was supposed to be like the moment where Boba really becomes his own is when he has a standoff with Cad Bane and he beats him and shoots him in the head, but mm-hmm. how Cad Bane somehow survived. And that's why he had that plate on his head in the, in the Bad Batch. In the Bad so, Batch, right. So I'm wondering like if that's canon still. So all this time Cad Bane is like, I don't know if he has like a grudge against Boba Fett or whatever, but yeah, and and then and, and Cad Bane, he's always having a standoff and everything he appears in. Yo, um, this is this is the second Cad Bane standoff in less than a year. Yeah, it's in, in the unfinished in the unfinished Clone Wars reel, he has a standoff with Boba Fett. In the Bad mm-hmm. Batch, he has the standoff with Hunter. It beats Hunter. Yeah, beats Hunter. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> And then he has the standoff with Kyle Vance. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to see Cad Bane in live action. Um, they they still yo. did the voice and everything. I mean, he's just yo, he's voice. just such a cool character. Like his design yo, and so everything. Cool. And I like, was like, so, all right. So at first, right when when Cad Bane shows up, right, I was like, I was like shaking. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Because like they they set up Cobb Vance as a character that like, he, like we like him now, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's cool. Right. And right. then Cad Bane is like a character, like he's not he's not a good guy, but he's a character right. like everybody loves. Right, right. Still. Right? So then it's like you set up two characters that everybody that everybody likes now and then like obviously obviously like it was kinda obvious that Cad that Cad Bane was gonna come out on top because like it's, it's just like yeah, yeah, you know who he is. Yeah, he's just the baddest dude. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> but like the thing is, like they didn't show his eyes for a minute, and I was like, yo, you gotta show the eyes. You gotta right, show right. Eyes. I'm like, yo, because, show his face, bro. <laughs> because like his design, like live action, like I didn't expect it to be that scary. Yo, because the you know teeth, I mean? like, everything, yeah. Yo, the teeth, the teeth, like like the mouth, the eyes. I was like, yo. <laughs> This is kind of like scary, bro. Yo, I'm like, yo, like, this is a mean like, looking dude, bro. What the yo, heck? Yo, you, you can see. <laughs> bro, you can see the fear in Cobb Ben's eyes. And low key, like, low key, his partner, his partner messes up for him. Yeah. Because, like, his partner, his partner didn't even have his, um, his thing unhooked. He didn't even <laughs> have his gun unhooked. And then yeah. he reached for his gun. And then I, I think that's why, um, like, I think Cad Bane peeped that. Yeah, that that's he, why he, he shot him. He wasn't. Times. He peeped that he wasn't even ready, right? Yeah. So then he shot Cobb Vance first since Cobb was ready, and and Cobb was distracted, so he shot Cobb Vance first, and then he didn't even draw his gun yet, and he already had three. He already had three bullets in his own, in the other um his partner. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, Cad Bane, like this is this is a mean dude, bro." <laughs> So, Cad Bane is tough, bro. bro Cad Bane is tough. I and like the thing is, like they showed everything. So they showed like the, they showed like the um, like he he keeps ammo around his around his ankles. So they mm-hmm. showed that, and I was just like, yeah, like they got it right. Like this, this character design is crazy. Yeah, they had, they had the the um, the joints coming out of his neck. Yeah, the clues coming out of his neck, and then and then the back piece. I was I was waiting to see his droid. I was like, "Where's droid at?" Right, right. Yeah, I want to see a plate on his head too, but he didn't take his hat yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he'll probably think about next episode. But then, so then, like, the funny thing was, like, I fully expected Cad Bane to be to be one of the recruits for for Boba Fett, right? Nah, nah, but nah. then, but nah. then I was thinking about it further, and I was just like, you know what? It wouldn't make sense because yeah, because of the history beef, between yeah. them. They got yeah, because they got beef. So then I was like, yo, like this is kind of interesting. Because I did not like I I was not thinking that they were gonna bring in Cad Bane as an antagonist. So I'm just like, yo, like now this is about to be crazy. And at that moment I hit you up and I was like, we gotta talk about this episode. Because <laughs> I ain't even watched it yet, I don't think, when you hit me up. So I was just like, man, I didn't really, I didn't really know what was in it. So I knew, I knew that probably then Jaron would be in it again, but I didn't expect all this. I didn't expect Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka, you know, train with Grogu and yo, it was crazy. Order sixty six flashbacks and <laughs> this episode was like a movie, bro. I was yeah, like, it really was. Like there was just so much. I was much, like, yo, bro. everybody's in this. Yeah. And all right, so what so what I was gonna say before is that is that like um it was directed by Filoni and you can tell because Cad Bane is also a Filoni character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Cad Bane and Ahsoka are are both Filoni characters. So um like it made sense that he was the director uh when when both of like his biggest characters are are in are in it. And I was just like the even like the the title of the of the episode uh it was like that one stranger in the desert something like that so it mm-hmm. started off with Cobb Vance in the desert so I I was like okay like it's about him and and then like he's like a stranger to Boba Fett so I thought that was the connection but the stranger in the desert was talking about talking about Cad Bane to be honest and the episode started off with with Cobb Vance um, in the desert, like you know, uh, when when he stood when he it was a standoff against the against the Pikes, and that was like I thought that the connection uh, between the title and that was going to be like Cobb Vance was, was the next person that they were going to get on board to Boba's team, which I thought was cool, but then the I realized at the end that the stranger in the desert was actually Cad Bane. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like you know what? That <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So I'm just I'm just super excited to see where the um uh where episode seven goes. I'm I'm kinda the only thing that I was like really upset. With these episodes, is that like I really, I really think that they could have found ways to, to fit Boba Fett in, um, and I'm I'm kind of upset that we didn't get, like a single word from him, <laughs> in two yeah. in two episodes of his own show, like I I think like, it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of cool. No, actually, it was really cool what we got in these past two episodes. Like like it was like it was like amazing television. I was just like yo. This is like this is the kind of like pacing action storyline that like I needed yeah from the show but I'm just upset that we didn't get this 
from the main character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they really could have found ways to fit him in. Um, but hopefully, next episode is focused is focused mainly on him, um, and and that way, like he doesn't go outside because <laughs> if you don't, well, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like yeah, because it's your show. You gotta you gotta go out strong. Yeah, he definitely will. And then, um, at the end. Uh, Luke made Grogu pick between the Beskar armor and the lightsaber. And I kind of think, like, I think he's wrong, but I think something's going to happen because they mentioned it, that the Darksaber was created by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I am thinking that they're going to make Grogu a Mandalorian Jedi. That's what I think. I'm calling it now. Uh, it may not happen right now. Like, mm-hmm. like it may not happen right now. I think he's going to either he's going to pick either the lightsaber or the the Beskar right now. But I think as he grows up and gets older, I think he's going to want to reconnect with his other side. You feel me? Right. And Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a Mandalorian Jedi. He's going to be the second Mandalorian Jedi because um, I think I think because Luke is still pretty young, I don't think he realized that one of the big mistakes of the Jedi is that they don't allow people to have attachment. Um, right. So the problem with that is, yeah, you don't have attachment, so you you, you don't really you know care not that you don't care about people, you know, you're not attached to them, so you don't really make decisions based on other people. Whereas, you know, anybody who has like a family or, you know, friends, this and that, you make decisions based on those people that you're around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not, if you have no attachment, then you don't, you don't really have to do that. But the problem with that is if you, if you just teach no attachment, you don't teach people how to manage emotions at all, really. And that's what drives people to the dark side is they like they feel things and they don't really know how to process it or what to do about it. And that's that's what happened with Anakin, really. I mean, yeah, because because this is a person who his mom died when he was young. Um, you know, he has no father. Um, and, you know, someone that really fell in love with Padman when he was really young and you know him not really being able to 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 be that husband that he wanted to be was a was a huge part of him turning to the dark side and him right you know not being allowed to go save his mother and, and things like that so if you if you teach people how to process these emotions and things like that um I think it's better off and I think you know, that's, that was really one of the Jedi's biggest mistakes because they were practicing, yeah, no attachment, but they kind of just became cold and distant from everybody that they're supposed to be helping. And that's why Qui-Gon right. was the one who was supposed to train Anakin. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, he wasn't on the council because he didn't really yeah, he agree wasn't. with what the Jedi were doing. And 
you know, you could see the other the other Jedi, how they reacted to him and even Obi-Wan at the time, how he reacted to Jar Jar and Anakin. You know, he's calling them useless life forms and things like that. And <laughs> um it just and shows then, you like the state of the Jedi at the time. We we learned that like Qui-Gon Qui-Gon had like out of all of the of the of the, uh, of the Jedi Masters, like Qui-Gon kind of had the best uh connection with the force. Like yeah. I I feel like he I feel like he understood the, the force the best. Yeah, he did. Even even um as we see in like the Clone Wars, right? Like Qui-Gon was the was the first one that knew well that learned how to um uh how to be a force ghost. Yeah, exactly, how to be a force ghost, right? Yeah. And then yep. who did he who did he show up to? It was Obi-Wan, right? Or or was it yeah, or yeah. Yoda? It was, it was either Obi Wan or Yoda. Up, he showed up both. He showed up multiple times, bro. Yeah, he did show up multiple times. Yeah, because I think he did show he, up to Yoda too when Yoda learned. Right. So he showed up to both of them, and then and like he actually taught Yoda something, like yo, like you know the the force is is more than like you think it is, and mm-hmm. so it was it was like a lot that I, I feel like. Had Qui Gon survived the uh, the duel with Darth Maul, mm-hmm. um, Anakin's fate would have been different. They wouldn't have turned. Yeah, and um, wait, I was gonna say something. Oh, so um, you think that Grogu is, is gonna is is gonna take the saber instead of the instead of the armor? Um, I don't know what he's gonna pick. But I think eventually, no matter which one that he picks, he's gonna he's gonna also pick the other side. Like eventually, like he might pick the lightsaber for now, or the the, the armor for now. Honestly, if I had to pick, guess which one he's gonna pick now, I would guess the lightsaber. But mm-hmm. I think eventually he's gonna go up and realize, um, like yeah, maybe I want to be a Jedi, but I still want to be a Mandalorian at the same time, and. And I think it's possible to do that because, because like I said, you know, all that non-attachment stuff was really the reason why the Jedi ended up getting killed. Um, you know, they were oh. focused, they were focused on, you know, politicking and all this nonsense instead of just helping people. So what I was gonna say before is that in the in the in the sequel trilogy, right? In the in the sequel trilogy, um Luke's argument was that actually that he wanted the Jedi Order to end, mm-hmm. right? And I think that he 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 got that he like realized that understanding towards that um like after the tragedy um of his academy, right? Mm-hmm. He he realized that the Jedi Order really shouldn't be, mm-hmm. and it, it's because of the. The teachings, um, the, the teachings aren't for everybody, and that they, um, what I want to say is that like all Sith are Jedi first. Is that is that true? Uh, no, it's not. That's not true. Okay. No. Some, um, Palpatine. Well, some of them are, but. Yeah, a lot of them aren't. But the re- the reason for that is because 
when you when you have a Jedi, right? You you don't really have to train them to, you know, like in, in the early times of learning about the Force, mm-hmm. like they they already know the basics about, you know, how to use the Force. It's just more of that dark side training. Like um, like Maul wasn't a Jedi, Palpatine wasn't a Jedi. Oh. Right. Dooku was, and obviously Anakin was, but yeah, um, you know, and, and Plagueis wasn't a Jedi. Um, the guy before him was like the um, I forgot the guy before Plagueis' name, but I think he was a uh, he was like the the same race as they show in the in the most icy cantina playing the instruments. That alien, he was that kind of race. He was that that kind of alien. Um, I forgot his name though, and I don't think he was a Jedi either. Okay. But okay. Yeah, there is a good amount of if that word Jedi before though. I feel like a lot of the Jedi teachings, right, that that some of the students don't agree with is why um they eventually become Sith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I exactly. think Luke realized that. I think Luke realized that and was like, okay, this is why the Jedi Order needs to end. And that was like that was like like Seeing now and and like putting all the pieces together, I I kind of that was like probably my favorite part of the sequel trilogy, like learning that like or having that realization. Um, and it's also Luke, just just like the misinterpretation of the prophecy. I mean, that's like you know another reason why the Jedi got killed is because they think okay, well Anakin's supposed to balance the Force, right? Uh-huh. They think, oh, he's supposed to destroy the Sith. No, that's not what balance means. It means balance. Right. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean there's too much light side because that's mm-hmm. unbalanced. If there's too much light side, that's not balanced. So, and and that's why it worked out perfectly in Return of the Jedi with um, Anakin killing Palpatine because he ended the Sith, and before he ended the Jedi. You know, right. during you know, with Order sixty six and everything, he caused that to be to, that to happen, which killed the Jedi, and then later he destroyed the Sith. So he really did balance the Force. I mean, right. he killed the two main factions. So, and that's really, um, that's really how it was supposed to be. You know, balanced. Like, yeah, the Jedi probably shouldn't be like this big, humongous you know, organization with thousands of people in it. Um, right. So yeah, and that's just, that's another reason why the Jedi ended up getting killed. They misinterpreted the uh, the prophecy. And honestly, my hope is that they somehow erase the sequel trilogy. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so like, I hope they either, I don't know, I guess I hope they kind of just ignore it at least, but I hope, I really hope they just like erase it. I can just decanonize it because it's just so bad. I mean, like it's just—it's honestly ridiculous how bad it is. Yeah, I—I—I I, I recently watched it, and um, I was like, yeah, like I—I kind of see what Stefan means, uh, because it, it wasn't—it wasn't the best, honestly. Like, it—it it didn't really have like much story to it. No, it was terrible. And I, I think. I think I think their problem was like they were trying they were trying too hard to hold on to old characters and their stories. They really were. And when you can really like build on something new, like 
Um, Ray Ray's story could have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were really like focusing like really hard on on Leia. And um, oh, right, and you know and what's Luke. crazy about it? There is no scene in the sequel trilogy where all the old characters link up. Like, there's no scene where Leia and Luke and Han and Chewie are together. How right. pathetic is that, bro? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like they it's like they wanted to do something, but they didn't really want to do it. Like, I don't understand why you bring back all these old <laughs> characters, but then don't even mm-hmm. have them interact. Like, what is the yeah. whole point of it then? Like, I I personally think that Disney should have just did a trilogy in a completely new time where it was there was no attachment to any characters like it should have either been like 500 years before the clone wars or you know 500 years after so that there's no characters that we know already that was alive and well i guess yoda would have been alive 500 years before but you know or so you know even a thousand years or whatever like just or or do a movie that has nothing to do with anybody you know from the characters that we know already because it just gives you that freedom and then no one's really going to be complaining about how you butcher some character that already has like 50 years of history um, right but i think that just shows that disney wasn't really confident in themselves um i don't know what their i don't know what their deal was you know back in 2013 and 14 making the force awakens so but you know there's nothing they can do about it now i guess um, I really hope they erase it. Really, that that would be like my main thing is for them to just come out and say, uh, you know, sorry, we screwed this up, and uh, you know, just uh, don't worry about it. We'll uh, we'll explore this time period again. But you know, they'll <laughs> never do that. They'll never admit yeah. that they screwed something up. But um, I really hope that they show Luke, like while he's still sort of a young man, I want to see Luke like realize the Jedi's mistakes mm-hmm. and change it for the future. So maybe he could bring back bring back the Jedi, but change their ways so that it's more sustainable and they don't cause another giant tragedy like Order 66. And right. I think if Grogu ends up being another Mandalorian Jedi, I think that could that could be potentially the thing that inspires Luke to make a change for the better so i hope i hope that's what happens i hope that grogu ends up choosing you know one and then goes back to the other and ends up Mm -hmm. being both and you know links up with din again and luke sees like okay he can be a mandalorian jedi so maybe we don't have to let go of all attachments and we could still be sort of normal people and also, you know, be force users and and be great Jedi. So that's that's what I hope. And yeah, that's really that's really all I got, man. I mean, we had a banger of an episode. You know, banger of episode. I can't wait for next I, week, man. I think I think the way you put it makes the most sense because um, it'll be easier for for Grogu to finish his training with Luke, and then mm-hmm. return to the Mandalorian. Then it will be for him to leave his training now. And then go back to it later. So mm-hmm. I, I and oh another thing is, like I I kind of feel like it was good that Ahsoka stopped him, for the sake of your argument because mm-hmm. had had he seen Mando, I think that without a doubt he would have 
Yeah, he probably would just left training. Yeah. yeah, he would have left training and gone with him. Um, but the fact that he didn't get to see him and he left without without saying without saying goodbye or whatever, I feel like that by itself will allow Grogu to uh, feel better about making the decision to stay in training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like – all right. Okay, so so I feel like another reason why I feel like he's gonna he's gonna stay in training is because of the same reason the same reason why um another another reason why I think he's gonna stay in training is is the same reason why I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't a um it. It's not a must-watch to understand the canon of of um what's his name story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's, he's gonna be he's gonna be the same he, he's gonna be the same character like I feel like he's gonna be the same character after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I do feel like. Because if you if you don't watch Boba Fett and then you and you watch and you just watch The Mandalorian, then it'll be weird. It'll be weird starting season three with with Grogu again. Yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's all. That's all I got too. So. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a great couple of episodes. Yeah. Hopefully the show. Hopefully the show goes out. Um, goes out with a bang because I, I I can't I can't wait at this point. I'm just like I'm just like this is this is like really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's gotten it's gotten a lot better. And hopefully in the Mandalorian season three, we see more Boba and Din link up, and Boba right. helps Din secure Mandalore again. Because we don't right. really know what's going on with that planet at this time. Yeah. So we we you know don't. that, you know, they were occupied by the Empire. We know the Empire destroyed them. And then that's really it. I mean, we know some Mandalorians joined the Empire and were, like, part of them for a while. But, you know, there's still so much to explore. And I'm ready for what's next. Yeah, me too. So that's it. See you next week. Yeah, see y'all next oh. week. <laughs> and Make sure don't forget... Um... Yeah, make sure make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Jet Pods. The same app for both social media accounts. Um, we are on YouTube, so search Film Jet on YouTube too, if that's your thing. Um, yeah. See you next week. Thanks. For, thanks for listening. <laughs> See y'all.